1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Damien Duff never got to play for Celtic But he says his new coaching role at the club is the next best thing Rangers players are in for the shock of their lives When they take on Cowdenbeath according to Colin Cameron And in the second hour of tonight's show We're going to be joined by Air United's goal machine Lawrence Shankland I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me at the moment is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Yes, and uh, Adam Lalana, the latest big name to be linked with a loan move to Rangers as the Ibrox board gets set to push the boat out again to help Stephen Gerrard's title bid. And as Yaya says no, could young Sunderland striker Josh Maja about to say yes, yes, and move to Celtic in a pre-contract? Jim Duffy, it's all the fun of the transfer window, rumour, speculation, fact, fiction and everything in between. Can't beat it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, if you're in the game, it gets a bit frustrating. You know, I think all these managers, because they'll get fed up asking, answering the same questions all the time, particularly at the top level when there's so much speculation and so much debate about it and rumour is another big thing but um, you know yeah I mean it's, it's, it keeps it keeps us all interested um, at the top level anyway well they're, they're having their wee winter break but you know there are other other games going on you mentioned Lon Shackman uh, in the second hour of the programme having a phenomenal season at Air United uh, Yes the return of the Scottish Cup this weekend as well just what lots of you have been waiting for it's been good fun looking at the Championship and the lower divisions uh, but of course the top flight team's back in action with the Cup uh, Mark Guidi we always like this stage of the Cup it throws up some interesting ties It does yeah you know, it all kicks off on, on Friday night Cowdenbeath if you're Rangers Gordon and, and as I said in the, the past couple of Saturdays I'm just going to be really interested to see what Stephen Gerrard does with the Defoe Morelos conundrum because for me he has to find a way for both of them to play um, because I think if you leave either of them on the bench you're possibly inviting some some problems behind uh, the scenes into the, the harmony uh, in the dressing room so that'll be an interesting one for me how he deals with that and then I think there's some cracking ties I'm going to St Man uh, looking forward to that but for me the the Auchinleck Talbot against Air United I know Lawrence is coming in tonight but that is just I was down at Auchinleck last week 3,000 capacity seeing the state of the, the wee ground seeing the set up uh, live in the telly that's going to be an absolute belter yeah, Jim Duffy it's difficult to base anything on, on one game and obviously Celtic are against Airdrie at home Rangers are taking on Cowdenbeath away um but everyone will be looking for clues as to, to how the teams are going to set up in the second half of the season. Are the new signings going to play? Where are they going to play? Who's who's going to miss out? That's why there'll be so much fascination on the fixtures this weekend. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard, when he spoke to particularly Jermaine Defoe, would have spoken to him about playing, how he sees him playing, where he sees him playing. Does he, is he playing as a two? Will he be a player who will, you know, be, you know, an option for him? So I think all that would have been discussed. Um, Jermaine Defoe is not going to come all the way up to Scotland, um, you know, again, if he if he hasn't got more than a good opportunity to play regular first-team football. So I think that, um, you know, whether he find a way and, and change the shape slightly, does he, does he you know, um, to accommodate both players, then only time will tell. But I don't think both of them will play against Cowdenbeath. I'd be amazed if that was the case. And Celtic obviously at home against Airdrie uh, in the later kick-off on Saturday. I think again, you know, uh, th- there is, 
you know, Sir Brendan Rodgers, you know, no disrespect to everybody, he could give a number of players um, a good run out if he decides to go down that route with them. I think they've got midweek games, I think both teams yep. after that. So I think that the, you, you'll see the squads getting getting spread over those mm. two games. Right, come on then, let's hear from you on the phones, 0141 951 1025. Whatever is on your mind, what you've made of the transfer business so far, what you would like to see next from your team, maybe you want to throw some names, some speculation out there, let's do it. 01419511025. And if you would rather tweet, then you will find us at Clyde SSB. Like I say, Lauren Shankland will join us in the second half of tonight's show. Uh, he'll come in the studio with the guys so you can save up your questions for him. But in the meantime, let's talk football. 0141 951 1025. Uh, Mark Guidi, a quick look at the back pages before we come in, as always. I mean, you mentioned Adam Lalana. That's not uh, something that we believe there's a great deal in at the moment. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, he can be proven wrong with these things. Um, back page of what I think it was the Scottish Sun has uh, that Leicester City are, are eyeing up. Um, Brendan Rodgers Albeit they still have a manager at the moment But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that was a story That would have caught the attention this morning Yeah it's in the back page of the of the Scottish Sun It's in the back page of the Scottish Daily Mail As well um, Definitely something that Gordon that's not a flyer There's been a long term interest From from Leicester City and Brendan Rodgers I think Leicester City Has a certain appeal to Brendan Rodgers um, As well And I think it's like foot, footballers and in terms of somebody, also somebody like Brendan Rodgers I think eventually they outgrow Scottish football I don't think they outgrow Celtic Because they'll very rarely get a bigger club With 60,000 supporters etc etc Champions League to, to go and work for But eventually they want back into a more competitive environment Now I don't think anything's going to happen before the end of the season I think Leicester are in a position where they're not going to down But clearly Claude Puel is not the long term manager for there So I think that's something to keep an eye on it wouldn't surprise me even if Celtic do win the league this season and make it eight in a row I know you'll get a lot of Celtic fans who'll say Brendan will never leave he'll want to do nine and ten I think a question mark hangs over his future beyond the summer yeah the Leicester one is always interesting because <laughs> from looking at it from uh, the outside I don't know what Leicester expect I mean we understand listen two years ago they won the, the league which was just phenomenal in a uh, in a market which is, you know, just riches beyond anyone um, can can think of, and for Leicester to win that was 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 just a uh, a, a once in a lifetime, um, you know, victory for that club, and it shall it will never be forgotten and, and never be matched again. I don't think in our lifetimes. But the fact is that you know Leicester have been uncomfortable, you know, you know, in, in a comfortable position, you know, and, and I, I can't quite get the clamour for 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 Claude Powell to go. You think where where will the where will they end up? You know, or what, what position do they actually think is is relative yeah. to to the level? You know, in comparison to the other major clubs there. So I can't quite get it, and also that's the one reason I think perhaps that Brendan Rodgers again. You see him well. Where could you take Leicester to? Could you get them in the top six? Possibly, but very very difficult. I don't think you could get any better than that. So is that the type of challenge that Brendan Rodgers wants? Or does he want If he is going to leave Celtic I think he should be leaving Celtic For a team who can challenge For for, for a tournament you know, to, For cups for, for top four For European uh, qualification All of those things uh, I don't think Leicester would be that club But uh, Mark's right They can outgrow Scottish football And that, that I think Should never be underestimated But I think that's where He might feel Longer term Jim that With a great respect to our game And to Celtic And winning leagues and getting into Champions League and stuff like that, 
it's not something that turns the heads of the top six clubs down the road. So maybe he feels that having managed Liverpool that he has to go down and say really achieve something special with Leicester like taking them to six mm. or, or something like that and then all of a sudden it does become in the top two or three in the shortlist yeah, for the Spurs job or the Arsenal job or whatever. Yeah, I understand that know? but I, I agree with you to a certain extent he would probably have to go and uh, down to England and, and achieve something but I just think that Leicester would be very very difficult to, to get beyond where they've, where yeah, they've been it's a, since they've won the league I think if they, if they get into the top 10 I think that's brilliant mm. for them they strike me as being a 14th, 15th, 16th mm. place club you know. uh, Here's something that we can get your thoughts on perhaps a bit later on just because it fascinates all football fans have you seen this press conference with the Leeds manager Marcello Bielsa mm. he's uh, sitting there he called the press conference himself uh, after Spygate mm-hmm. And he says that we have spied on every single opponent we've played this season mm-hmm. So if you're going to punish me, let's do it But he's also shown the level of detail he goes into Jim um, Him and his staff, 300 hours worth of analysis on every single opponent they play mm-hmm. Outrageous But anyway, we'll maybe get your thoughts <laughs> on that later on I know we don't talk about leads on this show But just generally I wonder how you feel about that sort of thing In football 01419511025 That's the number you need uh, So let's hear from you Ian's a Rangers fan in Alva first up Hi Ian How you doing? Um, now The The uh, scout for Kilmarnock Should be Given a, an award in telly tomorrow For the amount of A uh, Assets he's brought to his manager, and the manager equally doing well. Now I would I would much prefer half his team to Rangers or whatever is necessary to Rangers than any import from you know like Jermaine Jermaine Defoe who is obviously scoring well. That's good, but if you remember, a far better player than Jermaine Defoe. Uh, it took Hately a long time. Uh, before he settled in in Scottish style football, the two people, uh, two people on him, two two players on on him, a lot faster, no time on the ball. What do you think? How do you think Defoe will settle to the style? I think is the gist of what Ian's saying. I think Jermaine Defoe's a penalty box player. He thrives in the penalty box, and if he gets opportunities, there's absolutely no doubt he will score goals. So, he, he, I don't think being marked by players or you know try to condense the space. I'll affect Jermaine Defoe. I think if you're a if you're a, a runner or a different type of player, but he's not. He's he's a penalty box player. He's always been. He's a fantastic finisher. He's played in you know World Cups. You know top matches, top football. Um, he knows the game. He's come up against big, strong, physical, all different types of defenders. So no, I, I think you know that Jermaine Defoe will be. Uh, you know, a, a very valuable asset for Rangers in the in the, the you know the, the the last the last period of the season, uh, and I think he's a, a very good signing. I, I agree with you in terms of clubs like Commander. They have to scout differently. They have to look at try and find potential and try and develop them. And, and sometimes I think, for instance, Jordan Jones who signed the pre-contract, he didn't fire all cylinders when he first went into Commander. It took him probably a year and a half, maybe two seasons, to really find his feet. And that was at a club like Kilmarnock. So, you know, we've seen many players going from provincial clubs to the old firm, and it hasn't quite worked out for them. I mean, Lewis Morgan was phenomenal for St Mirren, hasn't quite, you know, got himself going at Celtic. It's a whole different level. So, yes, I agree with you that for, for Kilmarnock, those players have done well, but I think where Rangers are at just now, bringing a tried and trusted, proven goal scorer. I think it's the right thing to go. 
Ian, would you play them both up front together, Morelos and Defoe, starting on Friday? 100%, absolutely, 100%, both of them. And But would the big man, uh, Kyle, would Kyle uh, Lafferty accept being a sub every so often? Well, I mean, he certainly has at the start of this season, uh, Mark Guidi. Rangers also have a friendly on Sunday, don't they, against HGK Helsinki? Um, so the Morelos deal. I, I just yeah. wonder how yeah. much that will be used to, to get you know guys up to speed or, or, or whether we will really see the... The, the signal of, of Steven Gerrard's intentions With regards Morelos and Defoe on Friday Yeah, you know, he'll, he'll certainly he'll want to It's an ideal chance to go and try it And, and Sunday as well I'm sure they've been working over, over in, the, in Tenerife And since I've been back I've got a really big game coming up um, Against Kilmarnock um, as well In midweek So, yeah, as I said I think he must be looking at ways To, to get the two of them working Together with it's as a, an out and out partnership I don't know but he, he, I think He has to find something To get both of them mm. in the starting lineup. 01419511025 Let's hear from you uh, But former Cowdenbeath boss Colin Cameron Says the Rangers players are in for the shock of their lives When they go to Central Park On Friday He says the likes of Jermaine Defoe won't know what's hit him But he admits that Rangers are huge favourites Listen, it's going to be difficult, obviously. Rangers are, I think, on the ascendancy. I think they're only improving as the season's progress. You know, uh, Stephen's slowly getting them playing probably the way that he was wanting them to play. Uh, and obviously they've been given a boost, you know, with the loan signing as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether uh, the foe's going to start or not. Uh, that'll, that'll add a bit of interest to it as well. Although I'm sh- I don't think uh, he will have experienced uh, going anywhere like Central Park, so... Um, <laughs> He might be taking a, a, a bus journey back down south after that. <laughs> Listen, if Calvin Beath get any kind of result um, on Friday, it'll be, you know, a, a big thing for them. They know what they're up against. Uh, but at the same time, you know, certainly when I was there uh, and we were playing in the cup, we always tried to make it as intimidating as possible, you know, and, and we always felt that you can maybe catch the teams on the hop. I think these games, for especially for the, the Premier League teams, it's all about their attitude, how they're going to um, approach the game when they come, they see the stadium, they see the stock car track around it, you know, the surroundings. And it's whether or not they'll fancy it on the night. And Cowdenbeath will be hoping that they don't. Uh, and they can maybe get a good result. It's bound to be a culture shock, Jim Duffy, but that's the whole point of this stage of the Cup. That's why we love it. Yeah, I've visited uh, Central Park many times um, over the last few years. Um, yeah, I mean, as if, if you're particularly if you've been coming from down south, you would never have come across anything like it. It's not even like a public park down there. You know, the the grass, as I said, will be long. The the weather forecast is not great, so if it's windy and swirling, um, you know, a heavy pitch. As I said, there's a fair slope on the pitch as well. Uh, the dressing rooms aren't the size of this room, um, you know, Gordon, you know, so to fit all your whole squad and your all your staff and all your kit and everything, I think there's about four showers. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it will be, but the bottom line is when they get in the pitch, the players have to focus. And yeah, sometimes you come back from a, a winter training, um, you know, training schedule over in Tenerife, something like that, it might just take you that little half hour just to get back into the mentality and the swing of it. And that's what Cowan Beat will be hoping for. They'll be hoping the Rangers aren't quite switched on for it. And yeah, I still see Rangers winning, you know, relatively comfortably. But I think that, you know, it will be a wee bit of a culture shock, not just to Jermaine Defoe and, and, and Alexis Stephen Davis coming back up again, but to a, a number of players there. Like seeing, you know, Alfredo Morelos and these guys, they'll have, they'll have not seen a stadium. They wouldn't have played in a stadium similar 
to to Cowden Beath. So yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting game on Friday night and uh, one I think the Cowden Beath like listen players are absolutely thrilled to be playing at this type of game against those type of players and they'll give it everything. But the quality the Rangers have should see them through, and the professionalism I think that Stephen Gerrard has instilled into his team I think will make sure there's no shocks here. What do you think the mindset will be, Mark? Is it is it a good opportunity to pitch Jermaine Defoe right in there and, you know, welcome to Scottish football, culture shock, all the rest of it? Um, or is it a case of, well, do you know what, let's, let's actually not play him and then you just introduce him at a later stage? No, I, I would imagine that Jermaine Defoe will be champing at the bit to go and get a competitive game. You know, you look at over the past, maybe certainly this season and maybe a wee bit longer, he's not started a lot of games. I think as well he'll maybe view this with the greatest respect to Cowden Beath. Live on the telly, cup tight, a chance to get up and running. Strikers want to st- score as quickly as possible. So I would imagine when you're paying uh, the kind of money that Rangers are paying towards his salary and a name of that calibre, and I know it's Cowden Beef and it's Friday night and it's Central Park, but again, I think you start the game. You mm. don't take any chances. You get him in there and you try and get his momentum going as quickly th- as possible. I think, Gordon, it's a difficult one because as you mentioned they play Helsinki at Ibrox on the Sunday. That's probably a better one if you want to say get him in. Again, he'll have never played on an artificial surface. So they play Kamala's Kamala's away. Is it away game? Is it, is it Ibrox? Yeah. It's away, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it away. Is, yeah. Yeah, so, so if he goes there in the artificial surface, would they play him? You know, I'm not so sure because I, I don't think Jermaine Defoe would have ever have played on an artificial surface. It's just, there's none Good done point. in England. 92 clubs in England don't have them. So in any kind of game, so I would be very surprised if he's played on that and and maybe in a training game or something possibly, but certainly not in a in a, in a competitive match. So. He'll either have the choice of playing him at Cowden Beath or he leaves him for the Sunday. Um, I don't see him playing down at Kilmarnock. 01419511025. Come on, let's hear from you tonight. You can tweet at Clyde SSB and we're going to hear from Celtic's new youth coach, Damien Duff, after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. It is Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Waiting to hear from you, so give us a call 01419511025. Um, on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. A few pointing out, Jim Duffy, of course, that uh, Jermaine Defoe will have played on plastic mm-hmm. in the MLS. Yes. It took us about 20 seconds into the break it did. Uh, to, to, to cover that one off. So <laughs> yeah, there we, we go. We didn't know that, so my apologies for that. Uh, anyway, uh, give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind tonight. Transfer wise, you want to discuss any rumour, speculation? Maybe you've got some ideas about what your team needs between now and the end of the window. Make sure you sh- share them with us. Let's hear from Damien Duff. Uh, he says he'd have loved to have played for Celtic But being a coach is the next best thing The Irishman's been appointed as the reserve team coach at the club And he says it was a no-brainer when he was offered the job Yeah, I've loved every minute of it I've, I'm here 10 days well, I went through the interview process about 6-8 weeks ago It's the only club I would have left Ireland for And brought my family, taken my kids out of school If anyone else came calling It's the only club I would have left for So um, that's how happy I am Yeah, I would have come up here, late 20s early 30s when my legs started to go so might not have been a good move for Celtic uh, good for me but not for Celtic but uh, yeah listen the next best thing when you finish is obviously coaching and next best thing for me yeah, I didn't play for Celtic but to come and coach here is, is, is top class Now the former winger says he's ready to help improve players in any way he can at Lennox Town he admits he's still relatively new to the coaching game uh, but he says he's, he'll use all his past experiences to help I feel like I'm learning the game all over again. The minute you stand on a touchline, it's totally different, totally different uh, viewpoint. So I'm only a baby. I'm a year and a half, two years in. 
so yeah it's a massive role but I'm going to embrace it and even away from the pitch just getting into the lads heads what it takes to be a footballer I think across the boards not Celtic but in, in England Ireland Scotland lads just just do enough and I think just doing enough is going to get you to be a footballer but it's not you have to do more than enough every day and, and empty the tank and I would have it's just that obsession I would have done anything when I was a kid 16 to be a footballer I'd, I'd have run over my granny you know but that's what it is it's been that mongrel I said away from the pitch teaching them that um, on the pitch I said I'm learning but I'll help them all I can out there I'm on them 24-7 uh, out there I'm full on I'm passionate I'm emotional once they realise it's not me just being a pain it's just because I, I care and I want to help um, I know it's perhaps not as exciting as these you know, transfer rumours and big money signings But for any club in, in the world, but particularly here, that's where we're interested in um, Getting the structure right beneath that is as important, maybe even more important And Celtic clearly feel that, that Damien Duff and Stephen McManus are, are part of that Yeah, well thankfully Zanny was very quick feet because we managed to avoid them um, But... Um, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's great for guys like Damien Duff, Stephen McManus getting in there. I mean, uh, you know, they I think they bring a freshness. To, yeah, I think when you're working with young players, they want to sometimes relate to people. You know, they know of someone's just recently finished playing, I think, um, rather than perhaps an older coach. You know, you, not not to say that, um, you know, you can't you can't use experience, but I think Damien Duff's him saying himself there, he's only just started coaching, so he'll have a lot to learn. Um, he will, you know, impart his professionalism. I think that's the key for him at this moment in time. And then he'll pick up the coaching as he goes along. But but like any um, development of players, it takes time, Gordon. So, you know, I, I think with, with the best will in the world, these two guys will go in. You won't see any fruits of their labour for probably three or four seasons. So it's, it's for them, they have not to get frustrated because obviously everyone will look straight away and think, right, well, what are you going to do? But with Chris McCartan in here uh, last week, I think Chris was there, is it 18 years or something like he was saying? And he gave us a full list of, of the amount of players that have come through and played Champions League football and also playing in professional football at a good level. So Celtic system is in very good shape, very good hands. And these two guys are getting into a good working environment, a good place. They're not getting into a place where they have to change dramatically. They just have to impart their knowledge and their professionalism onto those young players. We are halfway through the transfer window It's sneaked up on us very quick 16th of January, we're more than halfway through um, So give us your thoughts on what, how it's been so far And what you want to see in the next two weeks 01419511025 uh, Tariq is a Rangers fan on the line um, Now Tariq, I'm wondering if you're on to apologise uh, Was that about the, the, the Steven Gerrard thing? Last time we spoke to you You were adamant Steven Gerrard was going to play Against Celtic on the 29th of December What happened? Well, there was probably more chance of, would you call it, seeing Loch Ness Monster in the uh, River Clyde than the, you've got a Gerard going with the shorts back on, because he's already said that. It was just a noise up, a bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, but you, yeah. you, told us that, you told us, Peter, your your source down there in Liverpool had it all figured out. <laughs> well, I'd had to just speak to Peter on the phone that day, you know what I mean, and he was here in Liverpool, and uh, I had a crack a wee joke with him, you know what I mean? So right. basically, <laughs> that's where the Peter came to, he was on the phone to me earlier on that day for something completely different. Right, there we go. That's uh, explained, I think. Yes, yes. So right. basically, yeah, I mean, there's nothing, uh, nothing wrong with a wee bit of fun, you know what I mean? Good man. What's was, on? Yeah, our sides were splitting, Terry. That was a great joke. <laughs> What's uh, that? Well, well, anyway, the, you know, like, uh, all I can say is that, I mean, as, as a Rangers fan, uh, to a Rangers point of view, it's absolutely fantastic what's happening. And the other half has really got us. I mean, look, we're, nobody's unbeatable. Nobody at all, you know what I mean? But, I mean, 
we're going in the right direction now. We're definitely moving in the right direction with the board. Everything's moving proper, and we've got a bit of momentum now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've signed the four. So I think in him and Morales are going to be a great partnership. I really do. I think they're going to be fantastic. And uh, I mean, how about Stephen Davis, uh, Davis in the middle of the park? Uh, I mean, he's going to bring a, a right bit of strength to the middle of the park, you know. So he's already been there before. He's done it, and uh, I think they're great signings and. I think they'll probably score a hat trick each uh, on Friday. <laughs> oh, is this another one of your famous noise ups? Oh, well, well, well. Decently, you know, uh, uh, my my friend Kevy and what's uh, his name? Must remember. be some friend, eh? No, no, no. Uh, my friend Kevy, he's a Celtic supporter, and uh, would you call it uh, Stephen's other boy who works with him? You know, I, I I just wanted to tell them to get my meat pack ready for me because I didn't see them shot. All right, that that sounds great. Um, what does Rangers? First, the full strength midfield look like now, Jim. Stephen Davis is obviously in there. Um, no obvious sort of um, yeah. departures in, in that department. How do you see? You know, say there's a a, a winner bust game for Rangers. What, what does the midfield look like? Do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I must admit, I, I don't see. I, I, we say the other one, you know, Jermaine Defoe must have the conversation, but I just, you know, from Stephen Gerrard's time. He, he always likes to play with three in the midfield. So whether it's two and one advanced, but he always seems to want to play three in there. So I, I don't know how they're going to complement with the two if they go and play two strikers because then you've got to play four in midfield. It's not something he's done before. I'm not saying he's done before. He has done it at times, but not very often. And, um, you know, Ryan Jack would seem to be, be the one alongside um, Stephen Davis but then Scott Arfield is the other one yeah. so if you play him as a as a you know slightly advanced which is his best position then you know how do you get the two up top if you're going to play with Candias and Ryan Kent for instance one of them has to be left out that's the bottom line one of those guys if you're going to play with two strikers mm-hmm. one of those guys has to drop out unless he plays three at the back then you have a three five two mm. But then your wingers then change either Cadiz or Kent doesn't play. So to me, um, yeah, listen, that's that's the dilemma of top top sides. You know the options you have. I mean, we've had this the debate many times, and in, in last year we had it with uh, Celtic. You know, people want Griffiths and and uh, Dembele at the time in the team all the time, and very rarely did both of them play. And I, I just I just think it will be more. Game by game basis that he'll play uh, Defoe and um, and Morelos. Perhaps at, at Ibrox, maybe a little bit more. He can he can he can leave the holding one out. Maybe have Ryan Jack out, play Davis and and maybe an Arfield in there. But I think there'll be a lot of times it'll still be the one striker, and he just give he just got a top class option for the second striker. And yet Celtic, um, Brendan Rodgers said a lot of the games he was going, he he was finding a system. Mm. For Edward and Dembele to play together, and then obviously Dembele was 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 sold in the last day of the window, and it never worked out. So, I I mean Stephen Gerrard's press conferences tomorrow, Gordon. I'm sure he'll get asked a question. He might not want to give anything away, but I'm sure he'll be asked what are you what are you thinking because you don't bring up Defoe here to have him on the bench, and I think it would take a lot to leave a 20 goal striker like Morelos out your your starting lineup. It would be harsh. So, so who would you leave it, Matt? That's what I'm I don't know. To say. I don't know what he does. I, I, can he go away with three at the back? 
I don't know, but you're right because you, you wouldn't leave Tavernier out. Been, yeah. It would be a natural yeah. wing back for you. So would you drop Candias for Tavernier? No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't think. Mm. Uh, but he does have the option of three centre halves. Um, Having said that, uh, what about the story regarding Joe Worrell today? Nottingham yeah, Forest possibly. have got a new manager, Martin O'Neill. Um, they also have a bit of a defensive crisis So suggestions that perhaps they could recall Joe Worrell uh, Granted that Rangers may want to hold out for some form of uh, compensation uh, you know, Reimbursement or whatever mm-hmm. if, if that were to happen Yeah, I mean certainly Martin O'Neill will, will be exploring it Will, it, will he decide to bring Joe Worrell back in the next 48 hours? No, I wouldn't think so I think he'll, he'll assess things And then, you know, look at it He might, he might have a better option than, than Joe Worrell He might no fancy Joe Worrell He might really fancy him And... and Want him back, so I think that's one we'll just we'll, we'll keep an eye on. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the phones tonight. Let's speak to a man who's a Celtic fan in Govanhill. Hi, a man. How are you doing, gentlemen? All right. Yes, not bad. What's on your mind? Yeah, yeah. It's just about. Um, I want to ask you first of all uh, the midfield situation. Why are Celtic obsessed with midfielders? I mean, they've got about fifteen midfielders. No, and um, uh, my second question is, uh, yesterday Mark said that, I don't know if it was Mark, but yesterday somebody said in your channel that uh, the fair is going to be a great striker, yet yeah, yeah, Toure shouldn't have signed for Celtic. Is that no kind of double standards? Uh, let's go for the, f- the, f- the first point first, obviously, was about Celtic stockpiling midfielders. Uh, is that well, I, I don't think, uh, at the moment, they're not. They've signed three players and they're all Strikers, attacking options. Yeah. Um so uh, listen, they, they have got a lot of midfielders, but you can still have a lot. But if the manager's not satisfied with the quality of them, then he'll obviously look to 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 strengthen. So um, Yaya Touré was one that the the club kind of were quite quick to to deny that there was um, anything in it. So I don't think that they're they're um, they're really looking to bring in uh, a centre midfield ah, man, I think their, their priority is if getting a right back in in this window if they can and if need be depending on what happens with the central defensive situation they might need to try and bring in a centre half but unless they're looking to, to cash in and, and Sham or, or Scott Brown decides that he wants to leave early for Australia or, or something like that then I don't think they're looking at bringing in a midfielder at the moment Right ok I mean I understand that I, th- I think they should cash in and charm and then get a couple of you know defenders because that's where we're weak up front he's done good now I mean it's brilliant now I mean I, I feel the Celtic team is getting there but a right back with Lustig is, is our priority now Jim it's the one that if you, if you take a you know saddles like me spend all our days on, on social media you've got better things to do but that, that's what that's what the Celtic fans yeah. are all crying out for is a right back Every one of them seems to be waiting and, and assuming that it will happen in the next 14, what is it, 15 days <laughs> Yeah, well I mean we had a discussion a, a couple of weeks ago And uh, you know, I'm a, a big admirer of Anthony Ralston But obviously if the manager believes that he wants a more ready um, You know, um, full back to come in and, and complement um, Alongside Mikhail Lustig Then that's his choice and, and, and preference And it seems to be that way But um, you know, listen, again we go back to the point when Top clubs, I mean, we talk about, you know, an overloading midfield, but if you look at Celtic in all departments, you know, other than possibly right back, you know, I know Gamboa's still there and Young Nelson's there, so it all depends on in, in, in where you pitch these guys. But for me, Celtic's got probably two or three players just about for every position, mm. uh, and it's just about the quality. It's about where you can find better. Olivier and Cham, if, if there's a £15 million bid on the table, I'm to be... Then decisions have had to be made, but you know, again, 
a little bit like Dembele Dembele Celtic didn't want to take the 20 million but Dembele more or less came out and says listen I'm going and that's it and it, that's how it went in the last day because of the attitude of the player if Olivia and Cham shows a similar attitude to say well listen I want to go there then it'll, well, prob- it'll well, probably well, happen but at this moment in time hmm. he seems to be happy at Celtic and he may look for, for better and bigger options in the summer Well, I hope on fifty million for Cham is a, is a great bit of business for four million. Yeah, but uh, because you've got enough midfielders. No, I, I agree with you, man. I think I think it is good business. But what I'm saying is, but especially when he's not, he's clearly not on top form at the moment. Financial business is great, but as a player, and again, it's replacing these players. You know, when they, when they go, you know, Celtic fans will be immediately saying, right, we want a, a you know, we want a top class signing, and and that's when it becomes hard to keep. Keep turning these guys out. Keep finding these gems. Yeah. It's not, you know. Eventually, you you run out, and uh, and you know, no no disrespect to like say Malumbu and that who they signed in the summer, but they were the type of guys that they were brought in to try and yeah, complement that. And you don't yeah. get that quality. So you know, quality is it's costing money, and, and and the money's increasing, and and the pool of players is decreasing. Quickly, Gordon. I know you can't you can't potentially lose Scott Brown. This summer Because he's not going to be Under contract Unless he signs something And sell And Sham In the space of the same window Are both in the summer So if Brown doesn't sign A deal and goes And Sham will need to sit tight He can't get rid of the two of them So 01419511025 Thank you to a man In Govan Hill We're going to take more Of your calls After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here So we'll get in touch on the phones Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Let us know what is on your mind It's been a busy couple of weeks As far as the transfers go It's maybe slowing down slightly In the last couple of days So let's know what business you need to see done uh, Before the end of the window And don't forget Coming up very soon in the second hour of tonight's show uh, We're going to be joined by Lawrence Shankland uh, In the studio So any questions you've got for him Get them in 01419511025 is the number And Alan is a Rangers fan in Stirling He dialed the number Hi Alan Hey then guys So just uh, two quick questions uh, uh, Defoe and uh, Morales are very similar strikers And I'm just wondering Do you think that he would be able to play together? Well, what do you think, Alan? Explain yours, because the guys have uh, kind of touched on it. I'm, I'm interested to hear the, the fans' perspective. Well, I, I think they're very similar because they come deep for the ball quite a lot, and they're just very similar strikers. And I, I don't think it would work with them playing the two up front together. I don't think it would work for them. Jim, are they are they similar? Yeah, there's similarities about them, but I think that uh, Morelos is obviously a little bit more powerful. Will run into the channels a little bit more. Uh, I think he'll, he'll you know kind of rile defenders a little bit more he'll, he's a bit more competitive or combative in, in that side whereas I think Defoe's just got that little bit of calmness and a little bit of composure I think Morelos although he scored some unbelievable amount of goals he still at times can be a wee bit rash at times um, so I think he's, he's still learning he's still young and uh, he's improving but I think that uh, Defoe's just got that wee bit of calmness in front of goal um, I think he finds space in the box a little bit better, so but I, I do I do see you know where Alan's coming from. I, you know you, they're not two of them are not like you know like a big guy, wee guy, a quick guy goes in behind all the time, a guy comes short. There are certain qualities there that both of them have that that might make it um, a little bit of a, a similar. But you know I think good players can generally find a way to play with good players, and uh, I would expect with Defoe's experience 
That uh, on the pitch He would be able to see How Morelos plays And then work around that a little bit uh, Something the guys were saying earlier on Alan Perhaps it's not just about Can they play together But perhaps more importantly Who else do you leave out To, to accommodate it What are your thoughts on that problem? Well uh, I wouldn't leave Ryan Kent out That's, that's a certainty But I think uh, I don't know You couldn't leave your right back out here So Candace would be the option If that was the case I think Although he's been playing absolutely brilliant this yeah. season, but if they were going to do that, I think I'd leave Candias out. You can see almost here that the process of elimination for Alan there, you know, you're prioritising who who can't go, and then as much as he'll, he's been impressed with Candias, he's thinking, well, you know, maybe that's the one, who knows. I, I suppose if you had to choose one, yeah, you'd probably take Candias, although it would be, it would be harsh. Um, or, um, you just don't know what to do, and as we were speaking about earlier in the office, um, Gordon, the the, I don't know if it's a, it's probably a good thing, maybe a, a slight headache. There's not the same amount of midweek games now for Rangers. So there's not the much, so much more much of a needness, uh, Jim, to retake your squad. And you can see, look, you're not playing Saturday, but you're definitely starting mm-hmm. from being Tuesday night. They don't have that, no. you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. So there's less games. Therefore, you maybe not picking up as many injuries, as many suspensions, or you, if you do pick up or not, you've got plenty of time to recover to the following weekend. So there's all that into the equation But like I say I'll go back to my point I've been saying for for two weeks I think it has to Not necessarily Defoe and Morelos Being a partnership But a system that gets them Both into the starting lineup. Mm. I mean uh, Peter has tweeted in And he's gone to the trouble of Creating a graphic With the, the 11 mm. players on it Information yeah. and so on I mean he, he's gone for like Arfield and Davis As, as holding midfielders yeah. Kent and Candace wide With mm. with Morelos sort of You know behind Defoe yeah. Where you usually expect A, a number 10 type to mm. operate I don't know Does he have that in his locker? Yeah no we said uh, Leron, he could He could leave One of the You know like holding midfield Particularly Ibrox Maybe if they're going to Dominate the game yes, and that, that would be no that'd Jack be, then, That'd be Ryan Jack that, yeah. yeah that'd be Ryan Jack But Stephen Gerrard I'm only going by Stephen Gerrard's comments He's been very impressed By Ryan Jack mm-hmm. He's given him an extended Contract uh, season was a big part of, of Rangers, um, you know. But listen, that's 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 the nature of being at a big club. You've got you've got competition for players now. So the bar, what's Steven Gerrard doing, bringing these guys in? He's saying to the rest of them, by the way, if you want to play, you'll need to keep your standards as high as you possibly can. So whoever gets the nod knows that the standards have to be at their maximum. If any drop in standard at all now, Rangers have top class options. Whereas perhaps just you know a couple of months ago that wouldn't have been the case. So yeah, I mean I think that's that's ultimately what Stephen Gerrard's trying to do. He's raising the bar of competition within his own squad, and then it's up to him how he utilises them. But I, I just don't see the two of them playing that often together um, because I think Ken Diaz and Kent give them the width into even for any striker to flourish. You need width. Not not always necessary for crosses to come in But it stretches the game And creates space And any striker needs a little bit of space uh, Alan, it's by no means a foregone conclusion But obviously reports today suggesting Joe Worrell could be recalled by, by Nottingham Forest Is that one that would uh, worry you Or not too bothered? Not too bothered Not too bothered to be honest with you uh, Just one quick other question guys Do you know what happened to the two American boys that came over? I've never heard nothing about them Since uh, they came over here uh, Train for Rangers. We've never heard nothing about them. Mm. I'm just wondering if they're away back to America or are they still there or no. I think I think one, one signing of the, for Celtic. One of them is supposed to be going yeah. to Celtic and I think the other one went home as far as I'm led to believe. I think the two of them uh, were leaving, but I think I don't know if Celtic's 
Is he going to sign yeah. him Or yeah. they've, got, they've invited him in But I think Gutman or Goodman I'm is, not entirely sure of the pronunciation That's it, the one that's going to go back yeah. in, He's going to get into Celtic With a, a view for, for Celtic to look at him Alright that was Alan in Stirling Still time for you to join us 01419511025 On Twitter We are at Clyde SSB He just keeps popping up on the TV So I'm just going to get your thoughts Bielsa. on it Because I, I really, I, I'm fascinated by this So Marcello Bielsa The Leeds manager Spygate Remember if you're unfamiliar with the story Leeds are caught sending someone to Derby's training ground to spy on them before they play. But the Leeds manager's just preempted it all. He's hosted his own press conference today and says, We do it to everyone. We've done it to every opponent we play this season. Um, so, you know, let, let's deal well, with it. Lampard did say that he felt, he thought there was somebody in the bushes before they played Previous the first game yeah. when Leeds, I think, won 4 1 at Pride Park. Because we, um, we can relate this to, to our game. I mean, it, generally, is, is it okay? What, what, what are your thoughts? Well, look, I think the key line that Bielsa is trying to get across, and one thing I'll say to him, I admire his honesty. Whether you agree with it or not, at least he's been honest. He's trying to explain why. And what he said is that the key line, they've obviously researched this, the, the, lead hierarchy, the Leeds hierarchy. He hasn't violated any rules yeah. You know okay In a gentleman's agreement A handshake mm. It's not something You would do It's not It's a, not the done thing In the UK However He's not violated Any any rules And, and as he's Saying as well Listen if you want to come Do it to us If you find a bush Somewhere you can go and hide <laughs> My fair game But I, I don't Agree with it But by the letter of the law I don't see how You can be punished for it no, I mean, I must admit, I think they've been right over the top with this. You know, I know he's 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 shown his stats and he's shown how many, how much, uh, you know, analysis he puts into it. People, the Leeds fans might say, "Well, that's been ultra professional. We want our guys to be professional." But listen, you know, t- to say that he's cheating and it's against the spirit of the game and the, you know that all those standing the high horse with the morals. Listen, watch any game. There's players diving all over mm. the place, feigning injury, conning referees. Pretending that they've been hitting the face as the opponent gets sent off. So let's let's take the the moral highline out of it because <laughs> you know that's just a piece of nonsense. If you don't agree with it, then fine. Um, and and culturally, again, he said he's done it in other countries, obviously in South America and stuff like that. And maybe when he's went to lead, someone could have tipped him and says, "Listen, we don't really do this, so you're maybe better just checking out first, Which is, but he's he's he's, he's made his, he's, he said he stated his case. He is honest. I think it's over the top. That's the amount of analysis that he's trying to do, you know, in terms of, um, you know, looking at training routines and stuff like that. And, you know, again, as I said, can he's, are his players capable of taking all of that information then when they go to play the game? You know, I would doubt it. You know, I would I would severely doubt it. It's just a manager trying to, trying to get every single mm. aspect of the opposition covered. You know, and and I think it's just, it's just slightly over the top, but I I, I think I think the the media and uh, all the the so called uh, pundits have come out and, and squealing about it. I think are 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 going overboard about it. I also think as well there's been an element because the story broke ahead of a game against Derby. Mm. So when you look at the media down the road, what you've got you've got two elements that that go uh, against Bale. A, he's not he's not a British coach. He's not one of our own. And B, it was against. A national darling stroke hero in Frank Lampard Frank Lampard's team And Derby lost the game uh, On last Friday night So I think you put that into the mix as well I think that's not helped Bielsa Did you ever get anyone up a tree down at Park Lee When you were the Morton manager Or <laughs> no, swimming but, across but, but the thing like is they're open training sessions <laughs> They're all open training sessions I mean just about anybody can come into just about any know, other team it, The facilities yeah. up here yeah. would be, be pretty tough to, yeah, to guard against it Yeah yeah it? against it I think if he's, if he's wrapping you know, maybe something around him But get himself warm but, but listen I was obviously down south at various various clubs at various times 
and you know the majority of the sessions were open, so fans came, yeah. you know, and watched the training session. Uh, some some came, and obviously nowadays people video things and, and you know on their phones or they, you know taping the, the the set pieces or whatever happens to be. And when that comes to the end, that's when this 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 has happened. Frank Lampard then made a closed session, and then they've discovered that there's been uh, a spy in the ranks. But I, I think it's as I said to you before, you know, I I really wouldn't have bothered too much about it, but. You know, uh, again, with all the the, the information the mm. players can get, I mean, scouts can get now, they can pretty much get everything anyway from the various uh, media sources. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time if you want to take on Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi, show off your football knowledge and try and win a signed ball. Now is your time. 0141951125. Be quick because you only have until the news at seven o'clock. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Weary and Jim Duffy are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Pleased to see our special guest for this hour, Lawrence Shanklin, their United striker, has joined us in the studio. So if you've got any questions or points, get them in on the usual number or tweet. Uh, we're going to do this first, though. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time. Either Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy will be taking on Tommy, who is a Celtic fan from Livingston. How are you tonight, Tommy? I no bad, no bad. You, have you been trying to go on for a few nights now, Tommy? Uh, I tried to go on last night. Mm, I feel like I recognise the name from flashing up on the screen in previous times. Are you feeling confident? I've not read the paper today so oh, no. Do you know what Well Tommy I'm going to I'm going to tell you something The guy last night Said the same thing And do you know how many He got right How many None So uh, I wish you uh, I wish you better luck Than he got Heads it's Mark Weedy You're up against Tails It's Jim Duffy Yep And it is Tails Jim Duffy Up against Tommy from Livingston So let me give um, Jim a bit of Clyde 2 in his ear Yep, he's given me the signal, that's fine And we'll get your time up and running You now can't hear us, Tommy, that's what we want So you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head uh, Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yep Stephen Presley's been named manager of which English club? Bristol Who signed for Rangers from Kilmarnock in 2007 For around £2 million? Chris Burke Which current championship team were runners-up In the 2015 Scottish Cup final? Hibs. Lauren Shankland is the tied top goal scorer in the championship with who? Oh, what country did Aidan McGeady play in after leaving Celtic? What country? Uh, Russia. Okay. Jim Duffy, are you back with us? Yeah. You are. Right. Same set of questions to you, shall we? Yeah. Okay. If I can find question one again, there we go. Stephen Presley has been named manager of which English club? Carlisle Who signed for Rangers from Kilmarnock in 2007 for around £2 million? And Stephen Naismith Which current championship team were runners-up in the 2015 Scottish Cup? Uh, Falkirk Lauren Shankland is tied top goalscorer in the championship with who? Stephen Doby What country did Aidan McGeady play in immediately after leaving Celtic? Uh, England Who is the club captain of Aberdeen? Graham Shinney and what year were Celtic runners-up in the UEFA Cup? Quickly uh, 2003 Okay Tommy, are you regretting that decision not to read the papers? Aye 
A little bit <laughs> Let's go through them And find out just how bad The damage was Stephen Presley Has been named manager Of which English club Carlisle 1-0 Jim Duffy Stephen Naismith Signed for Rangers From Kilmarnock In 2007 For around £2 million 2-0 Jim Duffy Falkirk were the runners up In the 2015 Scottish Cup 3-0 Jim Duffy you, you can see where this is going Tommy can't you yeah, you got a wee feeling. Uh, Lauren Shankland is tied top goal scorer in the Scottish Championship with who? Lawrence, you want to tell us? Stephen Doby. It is Stephen Doby. So Jim Duffy knew that one as well. Uh, he's running away with it. You got one back though, Tommy, because you knew that Aidan McGeady played in Russia and oh, Jim Russia Duffy yeah. forgot. Who's club captain of Aberdeen? It's Graham Shinney. And in what year were Celtic runners up in the UEFA Cup? It is 2003. So six to Jim Duffy and one to you, Tommy. At least it wasn't a zero. That's all I can offer you. Right, no bad, eh? No bad. Well, it was, it was bad. It was bad. I'm not going to lie, but there we go. Could be worse. That was Tommy, uh, Celtic fan from Livingston. Okay, Jim Duffy's here. Mark Weary and Lauren Shanklin joins us for the second hour as well. It's 01419511025 to get in touch. Uh, and on Twitter, we are at Clyde SSB. Lawrence, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Former manager Jim Duffy sitting next to you. Does that make you nervous? You two, you, you've not fallen out or anything, have you? No, no. That's oh, all right, good. I was a bit worried about that. That's fine. Uh, Lawrence is about to get subjected to what every guest does when they come in here. We get the questions, we get to know the Quick guest, fire. and uh, sometimes it throws up some interesting stuff. So here we go. Getting just be to honest, know, Lawrence, just be honest. Yeah, just be yourself, it's fine. Uh, getting to know Lawrence Shankland. Who was your footballing hero growing up? It was Barry Ferguson. Barry Ferguson, the best player you've played with? I think maybe what he's gone on to do now will be Andy Robertson. I think that's a, that's a fair enough yeah, answer. Yeah. Right? That's all right. Uh, best player you've played against? His pal, Virgil van Dijk. How good was he? I only came on for about 10 minutes against him, but he was just so big and physical and that I couldn't really get the ball. 10 minutes was enough? Aye, it was that plenty. <laughs> Quite right. Uh, right, best friend in football? I've not really got a best pal, but the one <laughs> I did the most way is probably Michael Doyle, who I was at Morton Way and He's a good lad I got a mail with him That's not bad I thought he was just going to Open up there and say I've not got any pals And that was going to be really I, I used awkward. to play football With, with Mick Doyle's dad Because uh, that's when you feel old Doyle's helped him Change his definition He's because he's a Fitness coach now so oh, right. We'll get to that But that, that yeah. might be your answer To one of these later questions I don't know uh, The best stadium you've played at I think it was Probably St James's Park I played a Scotland Skills game there Even though it was empty It was Still an impressive stadium Is it some arena that still isn't it Even though all the modern ones have been built It's still uh, yeah, still pretty nice that one uh, Best footballing moment It would have been winning the league last year The way we, the way we won it in the last day And that, that feeling I don't think Even though I wasn't playing I don't think we'll ever have that again Yeah I remember it on the show Even even us listening to it coming in It was so dramatic There was a result elsewhere yeah, it was yep. And it was, I mean what was it like to be a part of as I said I wasn't playing So it was It was worse I was constantly <laughs> on my phone I wasn't even watching the game It was nerve wracking But thankfully enough It worked out You weren't the one That was shouting The score down to Ian McCall Were you, were you the... <laughs> No there was The rumours It was 1-0 to Rafe And that So I was a bit gutted For a minute But my phone Went the update So I wasn't sure <laughs> Nothing worse than you run out of data At the wrong <laughs> moment Honestly uh, Right well Crashing back down to earth Then worst footballing moment It would have been Getting sent off To miss the two games I get sent off Against Trinidad The third last game Of the season So that was gutting and then obviously just sitting in the changing room it's quite funny I went in and I was obviously raging with myself and the first thing I seen was a, a tub of jam so I've smacked it right after all, <laughs> all the corners set plays everywhere and I was sitting for about five minutes and 
the half of the done. I was like, I'm going to need to clean that before the gaffer comes in. So I was more worried about that than I was getting sent off. Did you clean up? I did. I had to So hold on, you've smashed a jar of jam in the dressing room for whatever reason, and did you, and you managed to hide it all before he came back in? I was one of your boys' trackies, and I had to tell them right enough. <laughs> Brilliant. He knows now, by the way. Uh, right, okay, let's go keep going through the question. Any pre match superstitions? This is the one that I'm always. Nah, no. Nah. I, I used to, but not anymore. What did they used to be? Just. Crazy stuff that you didn't really need. It was just daft. What do you mean, like getting? It's always like socks on I, in the same order and same socks used to wear that, but I just left it all behind. There we go. He's come to his senses. Uh, tell us something about you we might not already know. You smashed a jam a, a jar of jam once. I don't know. Is there anything else? There's nothing really. That was a hard question. I looked to him earlier and couldn't really think it. You know, meant to tell people that I told you what the questions were going to be before you come on. You've just let the cat out of the bag. Sometimes I put them on the spot. Depends how I'm feeling. It was feeling. just that one. Uh, well, Jim gave it away. You're a yeah, a fitness instructor, a, a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Aye, I Does that count? That last year, Aye, that will do. Mm-hmm. How big a difference has that made to your football? It has. It's helped me a lot, obviously, in terms of learning how to look after myself and my body properly. It was something that I maybe struggled with before, but having it now, it has really helped. And I mean, because there's an obvious. You look at the goals you're scoring and all. I'm not saying it's all down to that, but do, do you really feel like that was perhaps a bit of a turning point when you started, you know, looking after yourself? I think it was, I, because I'm getting into games in the best. Best shape I can be in mentally as well. It gives you that wee edge that you know you you could be fitter than your player you're playing against, and it does. It gives you mm. that wee bit of mental strength to to go and do well. Something you took for granted then before. It could have been I, but I, I wasn't say I was terribly looked after myself. I mean, but it was just wee things. I had, I had a really good change. physique. You know, you did have a really good physique. But you know, just you, I mean, you said that you said he had no, the six pack and different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's just fine tuning di- things. He's, yeah, he's fine tuning. He's, he's now got a little bit more of a V way. So, you know, you can see it with his face and it's all that. But he wasn't unfit. He just became better. He's just yeah. you know that he's, he's sharper and 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 that that just slight change of definition and but more importantly, mental attitude. He's more positive and I think more belief as well in yourself. You know, you've always been a goal scorer, a terrific goal scorer. Particularly at um, you know development level, but now he's he's, he's proven it. First team. What are your hobbies away from football? Um, I don't really get up too much to be honest. I'm just I'm always around family and that going to see them and just chilling out. I'm not really a busy right. guy. Don't mind that. Uh, favorite film? Um, Lion King. Oh, I've not had that been... before. That's a decent show. Yeah. One day, Simba, all this will be yours. There we go. <laughs> don't mind that. Off tonight, is that right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, something along those lines. Uh, right, your box set tip. What should we be watching? The best one I've watched is Prison Break, but it was eight years ago and everybody's seen it. So still a good show, though, isn't yeah, it? To be sure. fair, one I've not it's seen. Not no, is that, is that, I've just finished watching Sunday Until I Die on Netflix. That's good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah enjoyed. They're doing a by all accounts they're doing a second one just mm-hmm. now. They're filming the second one. We the, had the interview the with Jack Ross on Friday night. He was as Martin was talking in the second it. one. Uh, I don't believe so. No. <laughs> uh, right, who, who's your ultimate five aside team? Um, you can yeah. put yourself in it or not. Yeah, it's I up to a goalie, you. I can have in any manner. <laughs> I'll go for any manner if you want. Right. Um, I'd have Puyol, Zidane, Messi, the Brazilian Ronaldo, and Beckham. Oh, there we go. I don't mind that. that, that they'd probably get by without a keeper, wouldn't they? I. But do you know what I would say? See for that question, Gordon. I think and nothing. But I think you should. It should be. Your best five side team with yeah. guys that you've played, played with, with. Played and I with. think that's no. I'm not saying, but I think that's um, right, we'll a better it. question because then you get more of an insight into why they would. He's got Andy Robertson, Andy Robertson, Andy Robertson, <laughs> Andy Robertson, <laughs> Andy Robertson. There we go. I managed it. Right, that was just a bit of fun we always have with the guests coming in. Lauren Shanklin with us. Um, any questions or points you've got? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. 
And uh, on Twitter We are at Clyde SSB We had the Auchin Lake manager On the phone a couple of nights ago um, Lawrence and he said that No offence but he was Praying that you were going to be injured uh, <laughs> So you've missed the last couple of games You didn't look as if you were limping When you came in Are you on track? No, as it's getting there The last few days It's been a lot better So hopefully the moral will do a wee bit And see if it has any reaction on Friday And that's where I'll see where I'm at So still fancy your chances of making that game? I'm hopeful I But I'm not going to rush back If it's still so Then I'll not be able to play Fascinating fixture though You must be uh, wanting a piece of that It is I. It's obviously going to be a good day down there For, for their town and that And I've heard they've got flags up and that around the place, oh, so it's, it's a big. Mugs made everything. Really, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was down last week. Gordon um, spent the day there, and uh, it's absolutely buzzing. Three thousand one hundred sell. I've got the mugs here. Beechwood Park. Don't know if you've had a wee visit of it, Lawrence, but it is tighter than tight. Even the the, the BBC were saying for, for filming it live, they're struggling like for their for their cameras having like the Roman ca- the roving cameras because it's just uh, so tight. But uh, I think it's going to be a, it's a proper proper cup tie. Have you not done your research on me for this one, Gordon? See, uh, Gordon Dale's always in here saying, oh, when I've made my debut in Rangers and Celtic and I did right, this okay. and done that. It's, you know, Mary Hill Juniors against Hawking Lake Scottish Cup. Is that your debut? A hat trick. Who scored the hat no trick? No chance. Who me, I scored a hat trick in the Scottish Junior Cup against Hawking Lake. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But we, I just signed for Celtic the week before and then we played, I was obviously... Mary Hill Juniors in any way played against Auckland Lake scored the hat trick went down there we drew two each we ended up playing four games no boy with all the details I think there was I think I scored three got booked twice and sent off in all the games so that was, <laughs> what, what, was it just 70, 79, 80 yeah about that but right. and uh, as, as Matt had said about 3,000 people in the end it was rammed in both uh, all the games but up at Mary Hill went in doing Auckland Lake for the original games in those days, you had to keep playing replays until you four games it took to, to win, but eventually we won, won through. There that, you go, that's my claim to fame. I, like that. oh, that's that's I, I didn't know I'm, I'm happy to learn something new. <laughs> uh, Lawrence, when I, I, we sent a tweet from the, the Super Scoreboard account earlier saying you were coming on, every single reply basically said, Ask Lawrence if he's signing for Rangers, ask him if he's signing for Celtic, <laughs> ask him if he's signing for Hibs. What's it like at the moment to, to, to be the subject of all this speculation? To be honest, I'm just putting it to the back of my mind. My main priority now is getting fit and getting back playing, but obviously it's nice to have the speculation, people talking about you here and there, but it's nothing I get too caught up with. I just keep doing what I'm doing, working hard, and the football will do the talking for me. I mean, the manager put a statement out last week, I think it was, saying that no one would be leaving, and any deal that is done for anyone would involve a, a loan back to, to air. Is that it? as far as you're concerned, then you are playing for air ultimately until the end of the season, even if something did happen in January? I am happy with that I signed at the start of the season With the full intention Of being there for the full The full year And seeing it out So The gaffer's obviously Made that Vocal to the, the public That he wants to keep everybody in I'm fine with that The same with Michael Rose as well A lot of interest in Michael But he's staying at the end of the season too I mean it's um, It's easy for, for you to say You're going to put, put it to the back of your head And then I just keep asking about it Which, which sort of brings But what's that like as a A footballer because you, I know you're on social media You must see these things You must hear these things How 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 difficult is it then to, to focus on the job in hand? I actually don't find it too difficult at all It's something I've been quite comfortable with A lot of people obviously asking me about What's happening, where you going And your phone's quite busy But <laughs> it's just telling all them that nothing's happening yet And I'm, as I said I'm just staying focused on my football Because I suppose with the nature of the interest as well there's, there's been some from south of the border There's been some from north of the border Are you the type that that thinks about where the next step is or you you seem pretty laid back about all I'm quite laid back but obviously I know what I want to go and do in my career and the next step I might want to take and go and improve myself and push on again so it is something I'll be obviously looking at eventually when the time's right and 
I'll deal with it then I think it's, it's good because I mean Lawrence will know the other side of it You know when it, when he was released from Aberdeen Then you're, you're sitting waiting on the phone call That's a, a much worse situation to be You're thinking right where am I going to go Am I going to stay full time Am I going to What level am I going to have to go and play at uh, And fortunately for Lawrence He went to a club that suited Lawrence first and foremost And suited the club And the balance was completely right You get a, a really good fit He went to, to play for United To Played a really good attacking brand of football, created chances. He he managed to capitalise on a lot of them, and then have continued that. So you know a lot of um, you know credit has to go to the manager for the system that they play, the style of football. His teammates, I'm sure he knows, and then he's at the he's at the mm. top of the team, you know, putting the icing on the cake. But now he's got he's got plenty of no plenty of options, and it's a much much better position to be in because he, you know any young player when you get let go from a club like Aberdeen. You know, the, you know, you're looking around, think, well, what's my next stage? And it's difficult. So, I think Lawrence is. I think he'll be happy now that the fact is that there'll be plenty of options on the table either now or on the summer, and it's certainly a lot better situation to be having than maybe two seasons ago. How important is it that you you maintain that relationship with the manager then? Because I know there are a lot of players who, in your situation, would would dig their heels in and say, you know, I've got all these options, and they might not be there in the future, and I want to go now and all the rest of it. How important is it that you have that good relationship with Ian McCall? I think the main thing is I'm I'm happy. You know I mean I'm enjoying my football still, and I'm still scoring goals. Thankfully enough, and the team's doing well. We're up the top end of the league, so it's no somewhere I'm looking to go and rush out of, and when I don't really need to. And as I said, if if the move comes and the time's right, then it will happen. Then. Uh, okay, right. We're going to speak plenty more to Lauren Shankland as the evening progresses. So keep your calls coming. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on Twitter. We're at Clyde SSB. Some decent questions uh, coming in. Uh, I must say we're going to get a full time teaser lined up for the guys as well. But uh, you may have gathered pretty important business happening elsewhere. So we're now going to go live to our newsroom uh, where Selena Jackson has some breaking news. To bring us. Yes, just in the last few minutes, the government has survived a vote of confidence. MPs have been having their say on whether Theresa May's administration should be allowed to continue in power after her Brexit deal was overwhelmingly rejected last night. 325 have voted in support of the Conservative government, with 306 going against them. We'll bring you a full update in the news at 8. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Okay, Mark Weedy, Jim Duffy and Lauren Shankland are still here, so give us a call 01419511025 or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Uh, plenty more to come from Lauren Shankland. We're going to get the full-time teaser up and running. Uh, this is where Lawrence can help or just sit and watch as you two do all the work. Uh, it depends how it goes. Uh, right, this one's been sent in by Martin and he says since... Uh, and I think this is verging on easy-ish. I was hoping... I, I loved last night's one. Obviously. Why did you the goalies. That for I know, you love the goalies, oh. don't you? Sorry. Right, since 1990, 12 players have scored from a free kick in an old firm game so pretty much direct from a free kick it does include you know the old one where you just roll it to the side and someone whacks it in it includes those as well so 12 players have scored from a free kick in an old firm game since 1990 any that spring to mind? John Collins yep Nakamura yeah it was a pretty safe bet wasn't it? it's going to be Nakamura Um, 1990 um... Barry Ferguson Yes, so there he is. See, he's German. His favourite player, what, George Alberts. Uh, e- mm. Yes, Gaza. No. All right, that's a good start. Pedro Mendes. 
Uh, no, actually, no. That's a good start. That's fine. You've we've already got four of the twelve. So since nineteen ninety, you can play along on Twitter. Twelve players have scored from a free kick in an old firm game. It does include uh, the old touch off to the side and hit. So you can include those ones. You mentioned Barry Ferguson. He was your all-time favourite. What's uh, explain that to us? What was it about him? I just always watched him growing up. I liked him because um, he was such a leader. He just controlled every game he played, and I watched him most of them. He controlled no matter who he was playing against, big European opposition and. I just liked every, the way he went about everything He was obviously a fan's favourite Which leads me on to this tweet we've had in from Douglas He says, Lawrence, how does it feel being a fan's favourite legend? He says at Somerset And then he goes on to say When we win promotion Will you sign for another year to help fire Killy to relegation? Go on, <laughs> you know you want to um, I guess there's a bit of t- tongue-in-cheek about that But on a serious note How important is it for you to, to have to, to, to be a fan's favourite? Strikers, you must sort of relish that relationship you have no, it is nice. Obviously, the fans took to me as soon as I went in and started scoring goals. And if, if you're doing your job as a striker, the fans will, will like you. I think that's the same at every every club around Scotland. So it is. It's it's obviously good. I've been at the opposite end when people are giving you a bit of stick here and there. What I mean, but aye, it's good. and I'm enjoying the support. How tough is that then? Because you 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 know you mentioned the two sides of it. You've you've experienced. Is that you hear the old thing about you know that that sort of makes you stronger? Is that Remind you of how good you've got it Because you've you've been in, in times Where you maybe are getting a bit of stick I think it does I You've obviously been in games Where you're, you're having a bit of stinker And the crowd's on you right away You know what I mean But I think you learn for the games And I think I've learned quite a lot for that And I used to probably Take the stick to heart If I'm honest And I think that was a side of my game Mentally that I had to change And just ignore that So That is something I've learned And obviously it's nice What was the turning point for that then? How, how do you learn something like that? Is it is that a pep talk for somebody? Is it just something that you, you stumble across yourself? I think you just realise the fans are going to have an opinion, but they're fans for a reason. I mean, you're you're in on the pitch, it's easy for there. I've been there myself and watched games, I think you should have done that, but it's easy for there. But when you're on the pitch, you've got the decision to make right away. And I think it, obviously, as a player, it is tough on you learn to understand what they're seeing as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's easy to see why there's all the, the, the hype and the speculation that I think is it 57 and 59? Is that right for air? I think it According is, yeah. to my yeah. uh, Very good research Earlier on 57, 57 and 59, 59. That's at, brilliant At any level That's That's unbelievable Are you the type To, to set targets and, and totals And all the rest of it It was when I was Started with it It was my first 10 games well, I think it was I got to 6 And I had 6 and 6 And I thought well, I'm going to try and keep this going For as long as I can And thankfully enough I got to 50 and 50 And, and mm-hmm. I think it was Aloha we played I managed to get 2 So That was a bit of an achievement for me But I've just Try to keep it going as much as I can. I will do. You've now slipped three behind, so you're going to need to get your finger I out. Know. I mean, that's fifteen fifty is good. You're, you're, you're can I just want to ask, Lawn? So you had the experience at Aberdeen when when you were younger, the top flight, full time, and a couple of loan moves and that. And tell me, because I, I know for example, your your name has been discussed at Manchester in our top flight. Are you? Do you feel now, with all respect to United, but do you feel now that? If you were given the chance to go and play at a top like a top four club, you could go and do a do a job for them, Lawrence. I think I could either way. Obviously, my last couple of years I've went and I've, I've definitely changed my attitude and uh-huh. the way I see football and how hard I'm working all round on my game. And I think if I did get the opportunity to go to a, a good club in the top flight, and I, I do think I'd, your, your game intelligence, everything's all all improved. I think I just had to improve all round, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have done that the last year or so. So. If I did get opportunity, I think I think I would do a job and that's got goals at the highest level in Scotland. I do, I a bit. No, myself. good on you. No, I'd like to hear you. How, say how that. do you look back on that spell at Aberdeen then? Because you know some players might 
be, you know, be bitter about that and say, well, you know, they didn't give me a chance, or, or it's, it's, you know, you always hear this idea that, that it's sort of someone else's fault. But listening to, to you, you, you seem to be acknowledging that, you know, you have been the the driving force in your own turnaround, and so perhaps it's no surprise that it didn't quite work out for you back then. No, it was it was obviously hard, and I was learning. I was young, but when I was given my chances for the bench and had a couple of starts and. As a striker, you're judged, you need to score goals And the way Aberdeen were at the time, they, they needed results They were the second top team in Scotland chasing Celtic And I was in and out and I'd obviously missed a couple of chances here and there But I feel if one of them goes in, it, it changes I mean, the next one might go in But at the time, it just never seemed to happen But I couldn't seem to get the first one And then I just went on and on and mm. on And that's the way it kind of dwindled out But obviously I've learned a lot from it then And I like I that I went through that Because I know where I can be and even back then I was getting into good positions and getting chances still So it's not something I get too down yeah. about I mean, Is the opposite happening then? We mentioned 57 and 59 Do you now just feel as if you It's a bit of cliche But do you just feel like you're going to score every game you play? I think you need to go into thinking Go into games thinking like that As a striker and Being a confident one If if you know you're going in You know you're going to get a certainly good chance Good opposition Good position, sorry <laughs> You get chances and the goals will come uh, okay, we're going to take some calls as always. We're going to chat plenty more to Lawrence as the, the evening progresses. Let's speak to Mark, who's in Port Glasgow. Hi, Mark. All right, glad evening. How are you? How's the show? Yeah, good, thanks, Mark. What's on your mind? Yeah, what's on my mind tonight is just, just regarding uh, the possible signings. Obviously, the Rangers have signed uh, Steve Davis and Jermaine Defoe, which I think is two fantastic, two fantastic signings, actually. And I think with their experience, I know there's been a lot of people saying well they hit the ground running, but I think that the experience they'll, they'll fit in pretty well. I think his style of play, uh, Jim's style of play, will also, you know, help that. Um, but I've watched on TV Monday Night Football the other night, and I noticed Yaya uh, Toure was linked to Celtic. Um, and also, I don't know if you know this, Mika Richards is one of the ones that's been linked. Um, we've obviously heard other, you know, their, their team slagging Rangers for signing pensioners, you know, old legs. Young edges, as you says, but you know, I feel regardless to all that, see if we get them fourth nil, I long lost my comeback, and I've heard, I've heard today that Craig Bryson is a hips target now instead of a Rangers target. See if we get guys like that in Scotland, how much does that raise our game? You know, you know, as a, a television point, as a you know, a media point. I mean, if, if I was a media guy, or you know, and as a supporter of Rangers, I think it's fantastic. That we're getting players to Scotland can finally attract these players again. I just want your thoughts on that, boys. What do you think? Do you think you know what's your opinions on you know each player? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think if you if you go overall, this is what rivalry is. You know, one team will slag the other team's signings and vice versa. But if if you take a step back overall, I think it's been a, it's been a pretty good window so far, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been exciting, and uh, you know, I think everybody's looking forward to Friday night. It all kicking off, and you see Ross McCormack to to. To Motherwell, I think Craig Bryson's a bit interested, but you know you need to remember Craig Bryson's playing. He's almost a first pick uh, every week for for uh, for Frank Lampard, but he's it's still out of contract in the summer. Contract, so it, yeah. at the moment, Derby haven't tied him down, and maybe Derby are waiting to see what kind of deal they can offer him, depending whether they get promoted. Just ask um, Bielsa not... for a, a rundown on what it looked like <laughs> in training. You'll be sorted. How he's played in these last yeah. thirty-eight games. Um, so yeah, there's that. But you're you're right, Mark. There's there's plenty to be excited about. Another thing as well. There's still two weeks. To go is it two weeks tomorrow the the window closes um, yeah on, so it's just yeah. over a fortnight so it slams shut it slams shut oh, as, slams as Jim it never closes generally so plenty happen but I still think um, you know with, with, with the old firm 
there's still a couple to go out the door maybe at either club maybe particularly Celtic I think there may be, be one or two that have still to go Yeah I mean I, I agree with Mark in terms of profile for Scottish football I think that, that there has been times you know when, when my profile has been good but I think when Brendan Rodgers come up I think straight away I think it gave us a great profile Stephen Gerrard coming in enormous profile on the game and to bring you know guys like Davis mm. and Default without a doubt that increases the profile and I've said before we've got a fantastic league as it is I think that the top league at this moment in time is as exciting as it's been for a long, long time. I think the quality of the players, I think the quality of the teams, the style of football for the vast majority is very, very entertaining. Uh, and I think, as I said to you, you've got some high profile from management and on the pitch. So I've, I've said this for, for, for since pretty much as the season started now. We really should be you know, marketing our mm. game to the highest level that we can possibly do it just now because it's as in healthy a condition as it's been for a yeah. long time uh, and, and a lot to do with the, the, these type of players coming up and I think they've they've sensed that as well that it's a good place to go yeah we know it's in the twilight of their career but I think yeah. maybe three or four years ago I'm not quite yeah. sure if they've been as keen to come It's good if they back it up though isn't it because you know Brendan Rodgers arrives with the name and the reputation yeah. he goes and wins seven trophies yeah. Stevie Clark arrives and people think wow and yeah. then he transforms Kilmarnock yeah. you know the name's one thing but once you yeah. back it up that's when people really start to take notice Yeah but that's what I'm saying but these guys are coming to Scottish football and I think as I said they're coming at a good time and, and that it's like a domino effect a positive effect because other you know top players are thinking yeah that, okay even, even the likes of Yaya Toure being considered listen he was reputedly on about 200 grand a week at Man City you know a couple of years ago he would have, he, he, I don't think he would have known where the border was never mind Scotland you know what I mean it's it's one of those things where now he might even just cont- even contemplating it tells you that there's been a, there's been a bit of a sea change in, in terms of attitude mm. I think even not everywhere down south but I certainly think there's been it's been a trickle down south whereas before as there was nothing uh, Right thanks to Mark in Port Glasgow let's get the thoughts of Eric in Falkirk who's a Celtic fan Hi Eric Hello Hi Eric what's on your mind tonight? It's just to say about Bruno, I think everybody's a wee bit, they're not being nice to him, the way he's been portrayed in the press, no, he's been great for the Celtic, and uh, I think it's uh, really bad, no, the way that they're just saying he's going to wait to Australia, like, no? I mean, I don't think anyone said he's, he's definitely going, Mark Weary, it's just that, that that's that's the story, there's clearly an interest, yeah. he's Fine. clearly not decided either yeah. way so I think they've made one offer to him and he's he's rejected it um, from best of knowledge there's been conversations with Celtic I'm not so sure if there's actually been an official contract something black and white put down you know, for one year two years three years whatever maybe the possibility of, of some extra coaching involved I don't know that but he's certainly not back one offer from Australia but the fact that he's wanting to go back and I've also heard as well in the past couple of days that the serious interest from the USA has emerged as well and there'll be something concrete put in the table to him as well if he wants to go over to America so um, sorry Eric I think, I think uh, sorry we say Bruno he's been a legend for the Celtic he's been great 4 million quid he's been a brilliant signing he's captained the club to the past 7 titles he's had to overcome a lot of question marks against him particularly when Neil Lennon um, took over and he had a really bad Spell he, he, he's disciplined and people thought you know and I know Neil, Neil Lennon thought long and hard about it you know do I persevere with Scott Brown or do we do we cut our losses but he's come through that and um, he said a bit of stick this season I think it's been a wee bit unfair but I think part of that is because in the previous two seasons he set the bar so high he was outstanding over eighty ninety games in in, in two you know, seasons and, and at some point that was going to come to 
and then but I, I wouldn't rule him out I hope that he stays at Celtic I hope he signs a new deal because I think he's still got a big part to play at the club Final word to you Eric I think he he, he should be applauded because uh, Bruni's been brilliant he's I don't know why he, he, anybody he has a go on because anything I've seen him play he's, he gives his heart he's so like I think, I, mean, I think most would agree obviously there's it's no secret it's because Celtic went through that brilliant spell of performances when he wasn't in the team and he came back into the team and then there were some below par performances none more so than against Rangers so you can see why people are reaching these conclusions Jim even if it's not the right one yeah I mean first of all I think he came back in against Hibs and I lost 2-0 at Hibs and, and, and I think it was Daryl Hogan Hogan that uh, you know just more or less man marked him for them about and and then obviously against Rangers um, you know it was his, his poor he's probably his poorest performance against Rangers ever um, and Rangers dominated the midfield that, that, that night but it's not all down to Scott Brown <laughs> you know what I mean There's, there was another nine outfield players you know, it, it, you know Celtic you know were well beaten so I think as, as Mark had said when you set the bar so high any kind of drop in standard at all is exaggerated a little bit in, in the eyes of everyone. People say, oh, your legs have gone and stuff. If you have a bad game you're 23, you've got a bad game. If you have a bad game and you're 34, people say, oh, you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the case. You just have a bad game or a couple of bad games. Mm-hmm. He's got more than enough legs left in him to go and play. He might, as I said, as he's done over the last four or five years, he's adapted his role. He's, he's a different type of player. He gives Celtic something different. But... Um, those leadership qualities will always be there. As, as, as Lawrence was saying earlier on about Barry Ferguson, he's a leader. You know, he, he thrives on these type of games. And I think the next time these big games come up, I think you'll see a different Scott Brown. 0141-951-1025. Still time for you to get in touch on tonight's teaser. And remember, if you've got a good question, we'd love to have it. So you send them in to fulltime at clyde1.com and we try and use them on the show. Since 1990, 12 players have scored from a free kick in an old firm game It does include ones That were touched to the side And then converted So George Alberts John Collins Barry Ferguson Shinsuke Nakamura Alan Thompson Yes Chris Boyd No Stan Petrov Yes one that touched to the side Yep that was one touch to the side mm, You're Peter right. Lovenkrantz No Henry Larson No Lawrence You want to throw any more guesses in Charlie Adam See, you should leave no, at least it's the silent like assassin in the corner. There we go. Lorenzo that was, uh, Amoruso. That was under the wall, wasn't yeah, it? Done yeah. Um yep, Lorenzo Amoruso, he'd one touched off as well. And my le- we've got one more Rangers one else. Alexei Mikhailichenko. No. Okay, we'll get the answers and we'll talk to Lauren Shankland a bit more next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompsons.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Weedy, Jim Duffy and our special guest Lauren Shankland are here uh, They're going about the full-time teaser Still time for you to get in touch on the phones and on Twitter um, I'll keep the question going though Since 1990, 12 players have scored from free kicks in old firm games It does include the wee touch to the side and then oh, the shot I, th- I think I might have the, the, the one away back Daddy Stovchik Yes yeah. uh, I, thought, I, I was so sure that's the one that you were going to um, struggle with Is uh, Sean Maloney one? Lawrence is looking on who on earth is that? <laughs> Five years before you were born It's for the Gallagher Lawrence <laughs> uh, Sean Maloney? No. no Right you've only got three to get Two Celtic, one Rangers Three to get No No McCoy's almost scored for inside the box probably Yeah but, Alright, still time There is still time At Lawrence, I'm thinking back to your Your questions that, that you asked We said the best player you've played with um, It seemed like a fairly easy one um, When you mentioned Andy Robertson What are your, your memories of, of Coming through at Queen's Park with him? 
probably at the time I went there, I thought he's in only do what he's done, obviously. Nobody would say that, but I think it's it's remarkable the, the progress he's made over the years. And obviously, going down to Hill, I thought it was a massive move from him. I went, well, done well, we get down there, and then he just went on again. Now he's at Liverpool playing every week, so that's off to him, really. And, and is that, I mean, I know it seems like an easy sort of cliched answer, but it, should that be an inspiration to guys in the lower leagues? And I know that doesn't happen often. But but it must be an inspiration to realise that you know just because you're you're playing there as a youngster doesn't mean you can't go and progress. Maybe no Liverpool, but nah. I think to to get down south of Scotland is probably quite a lot of people's aims. Obviously, the game's highly thought of down there. Financially, it's better at times, and I think most people in in Scotland would like to go and try their arm down there and see how they get on. I know, having spoken to him, you know he still speaks really highly about his time at Queens Park and, and the guys that he played with. Do you get the chance to to speak to him much? Now and then I texted him the other day, he's, his girlfriend just did, well, I don't know if it's his wife, I don't know what's happening <laughs> to him, but she just did an old baby, so I gave him a wee message then. And everyone who comes across him always says, you know, he's just the same, he's the same guy as he was at Queen's Park, now that he's the arguably the best left back in, in the English Premier League, is that, is that fair? To be fair, I haven't seen him for a while, so I've just been over text, but I'd imagine he'd still be the same guy. Yeah, not too bad at all. Um, what, what, give us a, a bit of a rundown of your... Your career then Because we, we, we spoke about air And might, maybe what happens next we, t- we touched on Aberdeen How did it all start? Was, was it always Queen's Park? You're from The East End you're from? Right. What, what was your sort of path into football? I first started when I was at Hearts I think I was through An Edinburgh Academy When I was 8 Till I was about 11 I think then I went to Rangers for a wee bit on trial Then It was Ferreira They sent me Kind of recommended me to Queen's Park And that's where I went I think I was 12 turning 13 And I just stayed there right through till I was seventeen playing the first team. And was that, you know, obviously a good education? You've you've managed to kick on quite well since then. It was. I think a lot of boys will say that, and even boys who are out of football now will say that whenever they were at Queen's Park, they enjoyed it. The, the coaches obviously they they done it voluntarily, and I think for for us as players, it just gave us a platform to go and enjoy ourselves and see how far we can go. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. I think we've got a caller for Lawrence. Uh, is it Sarah or Sarah? Sarah, could have got that right. You're an Air United fan from Troon, um, which means you, mu- you, you, you must be a big Lauren Shankland fan. What's your question for him tonight? Indeed, we're all big fans of you, Lauren. Um, it's just to see how you think we're going to fare against Talbot on Saturday. Um, I think since for the last few games and the results that we've had, I'm not too confident going into it. Go on, restore Sarah's confidence, Lawrence. <laughs> I think, obviously, the last six results haven't really went to plan. We've had a, a few draws and two losses, obviously, in there, but. To look where we are on the table, we're still second in a very strong league and if you'd asked us before the season started, would we be happy being here than now, we'd, we'd all said yes. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get too caught on the past results with a wee blip and I think Saturday's a good opportunity for us to go and get a good performance and put things right and hopefully get a good result. Thanks. So hopefully if we get a win, I think it'll boost the confidence for the team and the fans because I think I'd definitely rather us win the league and I think most fans would rather us win the league than go so far in the cup. Um, because 32 years of support in air And I never thought I'd see this day <laughs> I mean yeah, you're a big United fan Sarah You're from Troon up against Auchinleck How big a deal is this for people in that part of the country? It's massive It's all I see all over Facebook All my friends um, It's either Kelly Which don't talk to them <laughs> Or there's a lot of air fans And then a lot of Auchinleck fans as well So I think there's quite a few air fans that are get a bit of an overflated ego as to how we're going to go into the game, but I think we just really need to see how it goes on the day. I think it could go either way, to be honest. I'm not too confident, 
But like I said, I'd rather us focus in the league and, and get that top spot. Uh, focusing on the league, Lawrence, how where, where are the belief levels that, that you can actually go and do it and get back-to-back promotions? You know, you're sort of halfway there. It would be an unbelievable feat. Can it be done? It would be. It's going to be tough. We've had a great start up until now. We're about halfway in the season and we have had a great start. Nobody probably would have said we'd be where we are. And obviously we're happy with that, but we need to kick on again. We've, we've had a wee blip, as I said recently, and if we can get back to playing the way we were before those those results and obviously gone toe-to-toe with teams like Ross County and that at home. And I think if we can get back to their performances, I think we'll be up there and roundabouts. How challenging is it when expectations rise, Jim Duffy? You'll, you'll know this at any level of football because at the start of the season, no one's expecting air really to get to get promoted and you perhaps are a bit of a, not an unknown quantity, but you're, you fly under the radar. But once you get to January and you're three points off top and you've got 57 and 59 mm. or whatever, people start expecting things. Is that a different challenge? It is, I but the thing is, I think last year after we came after that season, people were expecting us to win because we were in League One and carrying the results on and the performances we got into this league and then the expectation was there again. But I think the boys are thriving on it. It's not something that anybody seems to have shied away from or up there with the, the so-called big boys of the league and we're all enjoying it. So we'll just like to go and push ourselves again and see where we end up. The other comparison is obviously Livingston. and That's what people now look at. They say if... If, if Livy can do it You know it, it can be done It's probably not quite As simple as that But at least That does give you A bit of inspiration It does Livingston obviously Done it through the playoffs And they managed to finish second I think last year Which gave them The, the ultimate chance to go up So I think if we can We can look at that And you know, Tell you now If we finish second We'd all be delighted with it. And I mean The Earls' objective Last year Coming up Was to stay in the league again Because The years before they got promoted They went straight back down And Everybody at the club Was just saying They want to be a championship mm-hmm. side So To be where we are now And I think it'd be probably disappointing if we never made playoffs. Me personally saying that, I'd be disappointed. So we'll just look to kick on, as I said, and fingers crossed we're up there. Robert Clark came in with a question for you. We've covered off some of it. He was asking to compare your time at Pataudry, which which we did speak about. He's asking, you know, what's the difference now? He says, is it a manager who believes in you? Is it a good run of games? How important has Ian McCall been for your form? He has been important. He's He's got me kind of back playing. He's, as Jim said, the, the system that he'll play suits me and... Obviously I'm up there with more for our Moore and our wingers obviously are reliant to get chances to us and as he said they, they do create a lot of chances and we're a team who attacks quite a lot so for me personally as a striker I just keep getting myself into good positions and thankfully enough they'll be getting until now so I hope it lasts. And do Michael Moffat and Craig Moore, are they, they happy to let you take all the headlines? Do they remind you every now and then that the, the role they play? Nah definitely, they're two good guys to play with and obviously they've been playing together the last couple of weeks so they're, they're Two really good partners for me personally. I like I like playing with both of them. So as they're, they're supportive and we're a team. At the end of the day, everybody plays a part. There we go. That should be a cracking cup tie. That Sarah. I hope you enjoy it. Um, hope everyone enjoys it. It'd be lively, Jim. I think is that is that a fair? I, I think it'll be very lively. And obviously being a derby <laughs> as well. You know, adds to it. You know, we mentioned earlier on a junior team. Everybody's got their opinions whether the junior should be in the Scottish Cup or not. That you know that that's for the. Other people to debate, but they are in there. Uh, it'll be, you know, obviously fiercely contested. Um, but you know, at the top level, junior teams are very good teams. They play some good football, but they are they still have that that streak in them where they are competitive. And, and there, United will know that. Mm. But if they play anywhere near their forum, they'll win the game. You know, and they'll win the game well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's going it's going to be um, a feisty occasion. Um, I'm thinking, Lawrence, because you know you've been scoring so many and. In recent seasons What's been the Has there been a standout Performance I mean Tanadice Earlier this season Is that, is that the obvious one For me the, 
we went up to Dundee in the cup earlier in the season. I thought we beat them three 0 I was thinking that was a that was a good day. Not mean for everybody. And then we went back up to Dundee and obviously beat United on the Friday night. And I managed to score four. So personally, it's probably one of the best games I've played. Even my penalty, that wasn't a great penalty, still went in. So <laughs> it was just why the night seven was gone well. That was on television as well, wasn't it? Friday night. Am I right? I think it was, think, on was it? Yeah. I just you know it just there was a lot of hype about it, Jim and. and that's that's what strikers do, you know. The more they score, and the more people start talking about it, and that that's why we're in the January window, and there's so much speculation. Yeah, but, but if once. you look at the levels of club of Dundee United or Dundee, even you know, and and Air United, you know, coming up, the finances, you know, the crowd, the you know, all, all these type of things. I mean, that, that those type of results shouldn't really happen, but that's what makes football so um, you know for, uh, frustrating for fans and, and also so exciting for, for 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 people like us, you know, watching it, you know, and looking in because. That unpredictability, uh, unpredictable uh, scoreline and all that kind of stuff, where you never expect it to happen. But Lawn scoring, you know, four goals against I mean, t- against a team like Dundee United, that that's that that tells you that he can he can do it against the the highest level. And um, you know, again, I think it just breeds confidence in the team, breeds confidence in the players, and they can go on to have a fantastic season, which they've which they've done so far. You're still looking for three players since 1990 who've scored from free kicks in old firm games. Two Celtic, one Rangers. Mikel Arteta. No. Uh, you said Ronald De Boer, Frank De Boer, didn't you? Yeah, uh, Mikel um, off Nope. Lawrence, you got any for us? I've no all out. Michael Moles. Nope. Did the Purcell? Nope. Ian Durant. Nope. I mean, this guy played. McGeady. No, the Rangers one played at a really high international level as well. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? Yes. Van Bronckhorst. Right, the Celtic one. I'd say this is one of the the trickier ones. He was, I'm sure he, yeah, he was a fullback. English. Lee Naylor? Yes. And the last one. I was going to say Guppy. Last one was at Celtic 93 to 96. If I tell you his nationality, you'll get it. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, Scotland played them not so long ago. Ninety-three. Israel. Israel. No, uh, the other one. Who did Scotland just play recently? Uh, Albania. Oh, oh Rudy Vata. Rudy Vata. There we go. It was an assist from Shankland that time. <laughs> tapped in. <laughs> tapped in at the back post by Mark Weedy. Thank you to Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy for joining me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's show. Uh, special thanks, of course, to our guest Lauren Shankland for joining us. We wish you well for the rest of the season. The calls and tweets are much appreciated. Keep them coming tomorrow. I'll be back with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Callum Gallagher is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.